This is Peter Bergman, Radio Free Oz. You've got Oz in your ears, and hey, we're on the cusp of the last GOP debate before the Florida primary, a winner-take-all primary, which is supposed to basically shape the course of the GOP in election year 2012. Newt has been surging because he's been using his debating techniques and his ability to, to rile the audience to his advantage. But this week, uh, they ran a debate where the audience was asked to keep it cool, and he completely crashed because he's a demagogue. So what's going down? we got Mitt Romney, basically, and Newt Gingrich. It's a two-man race. Rick Santorum is a total afterthought. Ron Paul, on the other hand, as I've said, is not going away. Both of them know they have no chance of taking the 50 delegates in Florida, but they're getting plenty of press, and certainly... Ron Paul's going to go all the way to the end. He may split off and become a third party, in which case the GOP is even further doomed. Okay, Mitt Romney, what's happened since the last debate? He has released a smidgen of his tax returns. And what we discover is that not only did he pay less than 15% taxes, but it appears he had a Swiss bank account that he closed because it was politically incorrect if you're running for president. That's all very well and good. Why did he need a Swiss bank account? We learned about all these Cayman Island bank accounts, 11 of them. And now we discover, you know, he constantly says, you know, I don't know why I have to turn out my... Um, Tax returns, uh, the financial disclosures are much more comprehensive. Turns out he didn't include any of these investments or that Swiss bank account on his financial disclosure. Oops, they say. Just a minute, trivial mistake. I don't think so. I'd like to have the money from those accounts, right? And if he considers it trivial, send it to me. Give me a call. Go up to Radio Free Oz, Mitt. You know, just send me an email. I'll be glad to take it and pay my taxes on it at a much higher rate than 13.6%. So this is dogging him, and his national standing is cratering. He's going down, 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 although the polls see him returning to the lead in Florida on a matchup with Obama. Both of them are dismal. We're talking Romney down 10 points to Obama now without Obama even campaigning, and Newt's down, I don't know, 15 or 20 points. It's insane. So, how is Romney taking on Newt? Well, simple. He's calling him crazy. Uh, excuse me. Unstable. He's basically going after the Newt's brains. The brainiac is being uh, challenged for having, what? Being a loose cannon. Well, when you have a circular firing squad, how can you blame somebody for being a loose cannon? But that's what they're saying. And all of his um, people that worked with him are either remaining quiet on the sidelines or Bob Dole is coming out and dumping on him big time. The only member of that um, House of Representatives that's supporting him is Rick Cunningham, who's in jail. <laughs> for tax evasion. Joe Scarborough, Morning Joe, who was part of that 1994 House of Republican class, says no way would he vote for Gingrich as president. He said he's just, he's got like 10 ideas a minute. Two are good, six are kind of bad, and two are just out to lunch. And by the way, I did a little research, not complete, but I don't know of anyone who became president of the United States with only serving in the House of representatives. Hmm, maybe Lincoln. I'll have to take a look. I think so. I don't know if Lincoln ever was a senator, but if that's okay, then basically <laughs> I see why uh, Gingrich wants a series of seven hour uh, Lincoln Douglas debates with Obama. 
Yeah, why don't they take place on, on the moon where you're building that colony, Newtster? It's going to be interesting tonight. Robert Reich says, hey, the, the Republicans are going crazy over the thought of Newt as the nominee. And he said, well, the Democrats are just tickled pink. Don't be tickled pink, he says. Even if it's a 10% chance that he ran and won, it would be a disaster for America. I agree. Don't wish Newt on us. Romney's bad enough, but I mean, if I had to choose between the two, it's a no-brainer. Okay, I'll be coming in during the commercial breaks. I love it, there's commercial breaks now for the debates didn't used to be. Now, we'll be right back over these important words from these super PACs and meaningless sponsors making goods offshore. And uh, we'll just see what's happening. See you then. Well, ain't it ironic, huh? Newt asks for a loud crowd and they're loud for everybody but him. They're really quiet on him. They're loving Ron Paul. And they just went big on Rick Santorum when he said, Hey, and this is kind of clever. Hey, he's okay, Newt was a lobbyist. And yeah, hey, Mitt's super rich. But let's put those petty politics down. Let's talk about something important. What? That homosexuality is bestiality? I mean, where are we going to go with this guy? Anyway, here's what's happening. Mitt is on top of his game. And it does look like game over for Newt in Florida. That doesn't mean he's going to end because this thing is up and down, up and down. Nobody is happy with anybody up there on stage. Certainly no one up there that could possibly win the nomination. Ron Paul is going to play, you know, Lamprey Eel all the way through Tampa in August. He's going to stick to the body of the GOP, and if they shake him off, he's going to start a third party. Rick Santorum, I don't know, I think he should become a priest. You know, I really do. Then he can find out the real him within him. But what's interesting about this debate is that they're getting into each other. And in the process, they are critiquing things that only the Democrats, we thought, would ever critique them on. Uh, the the uh, tenets of capitalism, the fairness of capitalism, uh, lobbying and its various aspects, the immigration talk was quite odd. Nobody said anything really useful. They just tried to find out who was the most radical on immigration because they're in Florida that has a large immigration base. And Ron Paul was dead on when he said to uh, in, in answer that uh, lady from the uh, Hispanic Republican Caucus, um, if we talk about uh, projecting ourselves into Latin America, we're talking about force. We're talking about military. Where are we going to get the money? Look at the money we're spending right now projecting ourselves into Afghanistan and Pakistan. We can't afford it. Latin America, well, they are our neighbors, but we've got to be able to live with Chavez. We certainly live with ultra-right-wing death squad dudes forever so long. I don't like Chavez. I think he's a megalomaniac, but I don't feel threatened by him. Yeah, he may embargo his oil, and I may have to put you know, more money in to fill up my car, but <laughs> the Saudis are as much a threat as he is. So this is interesting. I like the fact that the crowd is back. It's not a red meat crowd, no. It's a point-by-point -point crowd, and I think it's going to get hotter. Let's see. Well, well, well. I got to tell you, Ricky Santorum, he's got a burr up his ass. He's just so upset with Obamacare 
and yet he has no idea what health care is, what sickness is. He's just, it's, it's like catechism to him. I'm not making a Catholic bash, but he is the obvious uh, product of some sort of weird, strict catechism. He's got a small, narrow mind. He's more interested in talking about what the government can do than how we can get people well. And what? Dr. Ron Paul tells us in the old days, well, things were simpler, and now there's more sick people on the street because the government got involved. Ron Paul just said the government makes people sick. That's the loony side of Uncle Ron. He's very good on a non-interventionist policy, whoop-dee-doo. But when you get down to human domestic issues, he's out of his mind. Now, Romney actually came forward with the best defense of Romney care that I've heard him do in 18 of these debates. He started out completely on the defensive because you'd think that Obamacare was something the devil had thought up. It was like, you know, Obamacare equals coven equals Satanism. The debate is over. I'm one weary guy. I've watched so many of these. Thank God, there's not another one for a month. Though I'll be there on the 22nd of February. I don't know how many of these garden gnomes will remain. I thought at one point that Santorum would be gone, but it's all going to be caucuses after this. He's going to do at least 10 or 12%, maybe 13% in February. He's going to stick with it. He'll have just enough money, and he knows that every time he gets on one of these international debates, he gets big Q. So they all wrapped up to the question, which is, why are you the best person to beat Barack Obama, and I think they revealed themselves in their answer. Ron Paul actually believes that there is a potential groundswell out there for his gold standard, anti-imperial, rugged individual, we live, you know, let put the government out to pasture kind of thinking. I think he's dead wrong. I think there is a very strong, small, but very strong and loyal and energized following. I think that the young people on campuses that follow him are using his kind, his revolutionary thinking, and it is revolutionary. If he were to take over and actually do what he said he's going to do, this country would change radically, and in many ways not for the better. But they, they see this as a way of throwing things over. Very similar to the Tea Party, which is, is watching American exceptionalism melt before their eyes, and they want to throw it away, throw the change away, and go back to the good old times. Ron Paul's idea of the good old times is some sort of agrarian, small community America, which I'm afraid no longer exists. Not that it can't exist in parts. I have no problem with self-sufficiency and rugged self-individualism and everything like that. I even spent a little time at Yale with Ayn Rand. I, I hosted her for a day, and she was nice, but she was, I don't know, just a little out there. Okay, then we come to um, Mitt Romney. And Mitt Romney says that, and he's lying again, and he keeps saying this. He says that Obama has made our economy worse. He said Obama has been, um, you know, appeasing our enemies. All of these are untrue. He's been told time and time again that this, these are not the facts. But for some reason, he or his handlers or I don't know who agree that if he keeps telling these lies, people will accept it. The problem is, and this is what the polls show, is that the more people get to know Mitt Romney, 
the less they like him. And you know what? He is going to be dogged. I mean dogged by the tax returns he has yet to release. And you can bet there's going to be an awful lot of guys with green eye shades late at night vetting those documents and coming up with some marvelous stuff. Okay. All right. He's going to be with us. I think he's going to win. I think the debate tonight was his. I think he's going to take Florida, I think by at least five points. And he's going to be strong. And I think he'll do well in the caucuses. I don't think Gingrich is dead. He's got um, Edelson. He's got <laughs> Las Vegas gambling money behind him. He's got one guy putting up all the money. Someone wrote a story once that, hey, if he becomes president, imagine what it's like to have a president who <laughs> has to thank one guy for being in the White House. They went to Newt. And Newt said, hey, Obama is a Saul Alinsky Democrat. I'm sorry, I haven't read Saul Alinsky. I must, I, I, I must be stupid. I should probably look it up. His name keeps floating around. Uh, I'm sure he's a left-wing philosopher and, and economist. And I'll have to take a look at him. But it's a big boogie word for them, okay? And he also is going to stand up against the war on Christianity. He suddenly has become this great Christian warrior. The guy that wants an open marriage has cheated on two wives, etc., etc., etc. I'll leave that to him. And then we get to Rick Santorum. And Rick Santorum could only say, I never invented Obamacare. I never voted for cap and trade. Basically, he didn't get into homosexuals or beasts and, and all of that. There was no, really, come to think of it. There were very few hot-button issues. Abortion popped up a couple of times. Gay marriage wasn't there, you know, gay unions, such like that. But basically, Mr. Sweatervest said, I can bring the Reagan Republicans back. I seriously doubt that. I've, I've watched Ronald Reagan and Sweatervest. You are not Ronald Reagan. Well, I've done a lot. I put a lot of energy out there to make this happen. So have some fun, and uh, I'll see you after the weekend. I hope by the time you come back after listening to this that you've gone up to RadioFreeOz.com and become an Ozaneer. A dime a day, buddy. A dime a day. And remember, we're all going to get through this together. And, and all of that. There was no, really, come to think of it. There were very few hot-button issues. Abortion popped up a couple of times. But gay marriage wasn't there, you know, gay unions, such like that. But basically, Mr. Sweatervest said, I can bring the Reagan Republicans back. I seriously doubt that. I've, I've watched Ronald Reagan and Sweatervest. You are not Ronald Reagan. Well, I've done a lot. I put a lot of energy out there to make this happen. So have some fun, and uh, I'll see you after the weekend. I hope by the time you come back after listening to this that you've gone up to RadioFreeOz.com and become an Ozaneer. A dime a day, buddy. A dime a day. And remember, we're all going to get through this together. Uh... So in love with you.